Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. In today's episode, we are doing another USMLE Coaches Corner episode. This is something we previously recorded from our YouTube channel, and I wanted to share with you here today. We will be talking about one of the common problems that our one-on-one coaching students are experiencing, sharing with you what's going on and how to fix it so that you can move forward with your own USMLE preparation without any worries. And if you want to work with us one-on-one or you want to learn more about how we can help you prep for your USMLE exams, don't forget to visit our website, usmleguys.com. All right, let's dive in with today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. I am here with Dr. Stavros. This week, we are going to be talking about a commonly asked question, a huge problem students experience, which is how to stop overthinking when doing questions. I'm sure you're familiar with this. You overthink it. You think you know the answer. You overthink it. You come down to two options. You can't figure out. It's a guessing game. We want to teach you today why this happens and how to fix it. But before we dive in, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're not yet subscribed, set up notifications, and if you are enjoying our videos and you're finding them to be helpful, the only thing we ask is that you hit that thumbs up button below. While you're at it, why don't you hit that share button, share it with your friends so they can benefit as well. All right, Doc, let's dive in with today's topic, which is how do we stop overthinking? Now, we we talked about this a lot before we started this video because we want to make sure we don't go into crazy detail so that it's too hard. We wanted to keep it easy to follow. And we've come up with three things that we know, because we've been doing this for a long time, three things we know cause students to overthink, and then we'll give you guys a fix. So number one is you don't know how to do questions. Number two is you don't know the material as well as you think you do. And the third is you haven't done enough questions. So the first one was you don't know how to do questions. You might have been doing thousands. You don't know how to do them. The third is you haven't done enough. It's really important you do enough questions. So let's break down each one of these docs. So the first one is you don't know how to do questions. What do do we mean by this and what's the fix for this? Yeah, I mean, you know, we all hear do questions. Use this QBank, that QBank, and then everyone has a different approach. Some go from top to bottom, read the, the question stem. Others, you know, they highlight the last two sentences and they go above. Others, they skim through the information once through, come up and read it again a second time. And that's why there's different different methods. But at the end of the day, there's really one or two ways to approach the question the right way because everything that's written in the question is pertinent, right? And you have to build experience to figure out what is more pertinent, what is just, you know, it deters you, kind of like distracts you from the information. Fluff. And... Exactly. Yeah. Trim the fat, so to speak. It's fluff. It it makes you think one way versus the other. And that's why you do so many questions and then you're you're, you're not seeing the results. I mean, you have to see results, right? You have to start seeing the connections and scoring well and moving on, actually getting the right answer. You just have to say to yourself, am I doing it right or wrong? And that's why some students, they just, they overthink and they go, they choose the answer and they wonder why they got the wrong answer instead of saying, well, Okay, I got the answer. Now it's wrong, but let me go back and look at the question stem. Let me figure out, let me fix, let me address the situation, not just the content, but also the way you approach the question. If you don't know how to do it, you can do thousands and realize the numbers won't rise and then you don't do well, and then you fail or just barely pass. Then you wonder what went wrong and that's what went wrong. You have to work on the skill of answering questions. 
Yeah, absolutely. It is a skill 100%. Just like anything else, swinging a golf club, shooting free sure. throws. Oh. And if you're doing these things incorrectly, when it comes time to actually put it into action, yeah. you might get by, but you're not going to do as well as someone who's doing, who's putting in the reps the right way. And we'll talk in a, in a few minutes about how to actually tackle questions the right way, give you guys some mm -hmm. tips uh, on how to do that. Now, the second one is you just don't know the material as well as you think you do. Most students think, I knew my stuff. I read the first aid. I did all of you world three times, but you still didn't do well on your exam. You did poorly or you didn't pass at all or your NBMEs are poor. You're not passing. Why do students who think they know the material actually not know the material from your experience? Well, I mean, they either a they don't read, they don't pay attention the first time and really dissect the information or they do, but they don't review. Or they're really proud. They go, you know what? I, I'm really good at this because by all means, you know, you could be good at biochemistry and anatomy, histology, and I love microbiology. But then when they ask you a simple question, you see, remember, this is USMLE material. This isn't quizzes from medical school. This isn't undergrad. This is even your final in medical school. This is USMLE questions. So they're meant not to trick you in some instances. They are. Other ones to really figure out you understand everything, every little detail about a topic. And we're so used to quizzes. Um, I love microbiology. I love pathology. You do five questions, you get them all wrong. It's like, why'd you get them wrong? It's because you didn't read the material, you didn't keep reviewing, or you didn't really go into deep and understand the concepts. That's why you have to do all, all that together to eventually attack the questions and then figure out if you're getting them wrong, why you're getting them wrong. And if it's still the content, you have to really go back and review. And many students don't review. They just don't review. Simple as that. One of the biggest problems I think students uh, not face, but you know, cause themselves to experience is they don't want to take their time going through something too slowly because, hey, my friends are getting writing their exam or it's going to take me three or four months. Yeah. But if you don't go through the material with um, a fine tooth comb, meaning you're going through every little min uh, small detail, all the minutiae, if you don't do that, the first time you go through it, guess what? You're not going to know it as well as you could, and you're going to have to go back. I see so many students, and I'm sure you know these students, who have been reading the same things over and over and over, but their scores aren't getting any better. Why? Yeah. Because you're glossing over things, and you're not deep diving. If you just take the time to master it now, deep dive into it now, it might take you yeah. twice as long, but guess what? Then in the future, all you need to do is review couple drill sessions here and there you know the first aid that'll help spark all of the knowledge that you've gained but if you are not taking the time to actually dissect everything like you said and really know it you're gonna think you know it because hey I've read the first aid I know everything you don't and your scores show it and the fix for this is like we said dissect it know it well and then consistently review if you do that alone you're not going to come across many questions where you don't know the right answer easily. The reason why students get stuck at two and they second guess themselves is because those little details that they need to be able to differentiate between B and C or C and D, they're on the tip of their tongue, meaning they, they've seen it, but they don't know it well enough. And at that point, you may as well not know it at all because you're just guessing. And even if they know the content, you know, like we all, you go through the material, you spend four, five, six days, if not less or more, and you say, I did it. I, I completed this information two months ago. My next question would be like, do you remember it? Well, not so much. Have you reviewed? Yeah, I should have reviewed. I haven't. But why not? Well, I didn't have time. 
So just because you you read it once and you, you, you invested seven days, if not less or more on a topic, you have to constantly review it. So even if you know the content back then, you're still dumping more information, guys. This isn't a quiz, right? You have so much information on a yeah. daily basis, nonstop, that you have to constantly keep reviewing or else you're going to realize that when you do a question, second best answer, you start overthinking, start second guessing yourself. You're not confident, choose the wrong answer. You're like, ah, I knew it. Yeah, but you didn't know you didn't get the, you didn't get it right. So that's the problem. You have to get it right the first time. And you know, not mastering the information up front isn't just bad because you'll get the answer wrong, but it has this domino effect where if you do questions and you're getting them incorrectly, like you just said, you say, ah, oh, I, I, I knew it, but I got it wrong. It kills your confidence. And guess what? If you go into a question with your confidence low, you are not going to go in with everything you can. And so you go into the next question and you're, you're feeling down, guess what? You're not bringing 100% and then you get it wrong again. And it's just this domino effect in the wrong direction. Sometimes a domino snowball effect is good. Sometimes it's not. This time it's not. And that's why going back and mastering the basics, at the end of the day, you gotta know the information inside and out. And if you do that and you take the time to do that, all of your problems will be solved. I guarantee you. It's just everyone's looking for the shortcut. They wanna speed through it. And at the end of the day, it's so simple. Take the time to master the info and then everything falls into place. And what, blo what blows my mind is, is you get it wrong, the student gets it wrong, and maybe it was a content, maybe they didn't read it the first time well, they didn't review it. Then the answer's in front of you, like the answer's there. And they don't take the time to read the explanation. They don't take the time, it could be two, three, four paragraphs worth because it's a lot of content, right? They just skim through and they move on to the next question. And it just gets, it gets under my skin because I'm like, well, you got it wrong for what reason? Oh, it was a content. Okay, well, did you take time to go back? No, I'll do it later. Did you open up your books? No, I'll do it later. Did you review the explanation? Oh, it's too long. So what are you gonna do? I mean, that you just keep moving, 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 assuming that you did the question, you read the answer, you're gonna get it right. But guys, you won't get the same question twice. It's impossible from you rolled mm -hmm. and embossed. NBMEs can repeat here and there, but not too often. It's just, you need to work on the material. If it's content, take the time, invest, build the foundation. And I guarantee, Dr. Paul said before, if you put the time into it, when you review, whether it's first aid or drills, Anki, whatever, your review is something that you know. Right. If you're reading something you don't know, it's like I give students an example. Back in undergrad, I had a history class. I tried to cut corners. I didn't read the whole book. So I like my cliff notes. Right. So I act smart and go to class and they'd ask me a question. And the question wasn't anything from the cliff notes. It was a question of a, some character in some part of the book. And I'm like, I didn't know. And it, it clearly was shown. Right. Transparent. I didn't read the book because if I only read the chapters, I would have known the person's name or person's situation. But I went to Cliff Notes, which is a higher yield version of the information. See, it's really the same thing if you think about it, because I would read the connections. I mean, I would read the high yield, but I didn't have the connection, the storyline, the concept of the book, AKA biochem, histology, microbiology. And you know, my first day is all about high yield, guys. It's like the tips, but you need to understand it all. If you don't, you're going to see the same mistakes over and over again. And, and you know, one of the things you mentioned is the connections. If you know how to connect the dots between different disciplines, you can figure out things that you otherwise might not have been able to figure out, right? It's not just isolated things. It's, okay, I know this, but I know how it connects to that. So if they ask you something that's really obtuse, but you say, you know what, let me logically think about it. this connects to that. So 
you know, if A is equal to B, then it must be this. If you can think that way, because you made the connections, because you took the time, opens up, changes the ballgame for you, because it puts you in a scenario where you're more powerful to answer things that other students, because students sometimes say, half the stuff on that test, I'd never even heard. It's not really like that. It's more of you haven't taken the time to connect the dots. I've never heard a really solid student come out of the exam and say, half the stuff I've never even heard of. And if they had, they'd figured it out because they knew how to figure it out because they connected the dots. All right. You know, it, it's it's hard, guys. Watch that because in our students with our coaching sessions, you know, we do a lot of sometimes through share screen with students. They come up with a question or two that they had, and we dissect it with them. We show them how to really attack the questions, and it's hard because you read a topic, and it, it's been happening year by year for over a decade. Same information, right? Medicine really doesn't change too much. I mean, pharmacology, mm -hmm. you know, name of a, a pseudomonas, and they change a certain name around. Yeah, that's really obnoxious, but they do that. Yeah. I mean, other than that, it's the same same concept. So think about it. They have to find ways to ask these questions. And that's why students are reading, understanding. But it's as simple as if you start overthinking, there must be one of these couple of ways. And you have to understand why you're second guessing yourself and choosing the wrong answer or talking yourself out of the wrong, out of the right answer. So it just takes time. Yep. All right. The third thing here is you haven't done enough questions. <laughs> From my experience, you know, you can study all you want, you can know the stuff, but at the end of the day, you have to take that knowledge and apply it to questions. And if you haven't done enough questions, the big problem is that you haven't made enough mistakes through those questions to address any potential holes in your knowledge. So aside from, you know, just not putting in the effort, you, you don't have the confidence and it really will show. Um, what do you think about that? If you haven't done, like, what's a good number of questions would you say? Uh, I mean, if you're if you're working step by step and you're studying and you're applying the certain you know the certain strategies to your studying, realistically, a lot of students finish one if not two banks because I mean you finish one Q bank, and at that point you realize what went right and wrong and you've been fixing your your skill day by day, week by week, and say, well, I need to do more. And many people are scared to do that because it's a whole different type of because it's a it's a private party, right? It's an independent party. It's not a USMLE company. So they figure, I don't want to go and try it out. I'm like, well, if you want to be the best racquetball player, tennis player, athlete, whatever, or medical student to pass the boards, don't you want to practice that skill? So to answer that question, you know, as you rev up to a point of covering the material, we have our students doing one, two, three blocks a day. And right before their exam, and maybe two, three weeks before their exam, they're probably doing three blocks every morning, you know, to really hitting it on a daily basis. But the reason why they're doing it is they know they have the content. Um, they're working on their skill of their doubt versus gut feeling. Like I have a doubt, but my gut says it's B and they stop overthinking. It doesn't happen overnight with our students. You know, we work with them day by day, week by week, fixing, addressing and assessing everything. And eventually you have that sense of, you know what? I've done so many. I'm doing average one block a day, if not two, if not three. Because guys, how are you supposed to go and take an exam nine hours worth, right? If you're just doing one block a day. You're going to walk in and say, oh, I'm good. That's why I keep telling the whole running thing. I mean, I want to run a marathon, but in order to run a marathon, I got to run a 5K. I'm not going to practice running one mile and say, you know what, Paul, Dr. Paul, tomorrow I'm going to run a marathon. Dr. Stuff, have you ran? Yeah, I mean, one mile, five miles, what's the difference? Well, that's a big difference. And people don't realize that because they're scared to see the results. They're scared to see that maybe I don't know the material. So why would you jeopardize your career and go in? Why not practice slowly, build a foundation, 
do one block, then two, then three, fix, assess, and then attack, and eventually go in and destroy the test. It really is simple. It's just, it's tedious. It's a lot of hard work. It's discipline. It's routine. You don't see results right away. You plant the seeds, water it every day, and eventually you see it grow. If you don't have confidence in yourself, then that's why you people pull out and move on. They don't really continue. It's simple, but it's not easy. Uh, that's All right. true. So you know how to do questions. You know the material. You've done a lot of questions. You've got that confidence. What would you recommend students do when tackling a question? So we're, let's just, this is going to be a real quick. Yeah, sure. How do you tackle a question the right way? What's proven to work over okay. thousands of case studies? So ideally, because whether it's step one or step two CK, because uh, we do both of our coaching sessions, you know, some students go top to bottom, but they realize that they formulate an answer halfway through. And at the end, the answer was given to them, like the differential. Mm -hmm. That's why we always say read the last one or two or three lines, because if you're studying for CK, you're looking at two, three paragraphs per, per question. So sometimes you might have to read the last couple of lines to have an idea of what they want from you. Mm -hmm. Do they want diagnosis? Do they want medication? MOA, mechanism of action? Do they want a side effect? And then you have, okay, I know what they want from me. Go top to bottom. Here's the problem. Many students are scared of time, so they rush through very quickly. They don't highlight. So I would suggest, and we suggest usually, you highlight the last two lines, understand what they want from you, take your time from top to bottom, highlight what you think is pertinent, and if you have to read it a second time, because some people do at the beginning, are you learning? Mm -hmm. You don't have to read the whole thing. You just read what you highlighted. Formulate an answer and then go. I hate when people read the answer choices. I'm like, I, I, can, I understand why they do it, but why would you do it? You have no idea what they're asking of you. No idea. One, Blows me away. One thing students tell me a lot is, I read the answer choices so that I know what, they, what they're looking for in the question. That's the, what you what? just said. Read the last line or two. That will tell you what they want you to know. But if you look at the answers, then you're just you're distracting yourself right from the get-go. So go ahead and finish. I just wanted to jump in and mention that. Oh, yeah, thank you. And that's what I tell the students. I'm like, you know, and again, everyone is different, please. Because mm -hmm. if there's some students that read top to bottom and they're scoring 80s and 70s and 80s and they pass, that's all. That's amazing. But if you're trying questions out and you're not seeing results and then you keep going at it and you're not doing well, don't you want help? Yes. So then you take the advice that we provide you and then say, okay. Find out what they want from you. Take your time. That's why I tell students, don't put time in now. You have to be working on technique, right? So read the question. Take as long as you need because sometimes English isn't your first language. You have to practice. I get it. Or even medicine in general. You've been out for a while, right? Highlight, understand what you what they want. Come up with an answer. Then look down. Say, is it there? If it's not, might have to read it again. I don't know. It depends on how strong you are. But eventually formulate an answer. And that's what we tell students. If you still don't know, I'd mark it and move on to the next question, come back again later. And those are techniques we talk further when we coach one-on-one -on -one because mm -hmm. there's so much, so many different techniques we can provide. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to start at the basic and keep moving. But please, please don't don't take other people's advice and, 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 and implement wrong techniques because then you know what? It might seem that you're doing well. For every 10 questions, you get two right because of the, some other technique. That's not, those aren't great numbers. Those are very poor actually, right? Practice the formula and then just keep implementing every time. That's what you gotta do. And let's say you formulate an answer in your head and you yep. look down and, and something is, is, is your answer is there. Would you recommend reading all the choices still? Or if you see what you formulated, should you, should you click that answer and then proceed? 
I personally, I, I, because I know people overthink and they get really nervous and they second guess themselves. If I came up with the answer before looking at the answer choices, I click and go at that point because I'm like, I came up with the answer, right? And we're, yeah. we're practicing still, it's not a real test. So I'm like, I, then I, I check myself. If I've done that 20 times out of 20, I've answered 18 of them correctly. Then I know that my gut's great. If I do that, I'm like, oh, I jumped because I had some, some word triggered me, some buzzword. Then I would assess myself, say, Dr. Paul, I've done out of 20, I've done 18 wrong because I went on my first gut. Then, okay, maybe then your gut's not working for you. Maybe mm -hmm. you're you're there, but you really have to look at the other choices. So that's where you assess. You see, that's where it just comes with, with performance and results. You know, very few students, if I ask them this, know, but on the USMLE website, it actually says USMLE questions. Some of the criteria for a good question is you should be able to formulate an answer without looking at the answer choices. So what this means, and this is right on the website, you guys can check it out. You should, a vignette needs to provide enough information so that you can verbalize an answer without needing the answer choices. So think about that. What Dr. Savros is telling you right now, formulate an answer. If you see what you formulate in your head, click it and proceed. You absolutely should because the USMLE exam, the questions are actually designed for that specific purpose. But Obviously, they're not going to just give you a fill in the blank. I mean, they could. It might be easier. Who knows? But, you know, um, it's not efficient. But the multiple choice, it's, it's designed to distract you. So if you know what they want and you see it, boom, click, proceed, don't overthink it. And I love what you said. If I have a student or even myself back in the day, if I'm looking at something and I, I don't know it, which hopefully that doesn't happen, but it always seems to. Flag it, take a little note and say, you know, this is the problem I'm having with this question maybe. Let it sit in your subconscious because I don't know about you, but over the years, if I've ever seen something and I knew this is going to take me more than my allotted time, if I just click, uh, flag it and move on, it's still percolating in your subconscious. You can move on and I come back to that question and I see it in a much different light because my subconscious has been working. It's not just, you're not just forgetting. And I see it and I'm like, oh, this is, I'm looking at this much differently now. Or the answer is much more obvious to me now. So it's a very smart way to tackle your questions. Don't sit three, four, five minutes on a question. If you look at it and you're like, I'm not going to know this right off the bat, just move on, but come back to it. That way you can build that confidence by going through the block and doing well. Come back, the percolating subconscious will take care of you. You'll have time to actually sit and work on it and you'll have done, um, gone through and, and answered the questions to your best of your ability, the ones you could. And then you just come back, hit the flagged ones and then move on. See, what students don't realize and maybe they don't, that's fine. If they, and if they don't, they'll know why now. The reason why we say what we say is A, our experience. We see results because we work with our students all the time, really one-on-one. -on -one. And it gets to a point where if we don't see results with them, there's a reason why, right? And then we work with them to make sure we fix it immediately because we don't want to waste time and time is very valuable. That being said, everybody works differently. Some people have a different approaches and they say, well, my friend did it that way. Yeah, but you don't know if your friend had amazing school experience in the curriculum. You don't know if he, he's done thousands. You don't know if he just connect, he's a good test taker. I know some people that, you know, they, they know the medicine, but they don't memorize, they just recall. They've seen the information 10 times and they can ha they have that sensation of like, well, the answer is wrong. So I know I know this is the right or out of six options. I know that four are just not possible and they just choose the right answer. So you see, 
that's why people need to understand that when we see results, then we just take these results and we we share it with our students on YouTube and everything else and our coaching session, our coaching students, because we know this works. There's yep. no other way but this way. Simple as that. Thank you all for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want to learn more about how you can work with us either one-on-one, get access to our drill sessions, or our Step 1 or Step 2 CK coaching programs, don't forget to visit us at usmleguys.com. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode.